Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Soccer We Trust YouTube fan because we have one of the greatest to ever do it for American soccer on the show right now. Hit like and subscribe, show your appreciation, and let's get after it. Yes! What is up, everybody? And welcome to Landon Donovan's favorite podcast of Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese, Trash Can, Conradino Conrad, also known as Jim. And I'm here with Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies and Hollywood Heath Pierce. And boys, we got a very special guest. I'm not even going to get into what I think you want to talk to him about. I just want to bring him on. So without further ado, it's a tale of the tape. And we're going to make it a short one because he doesn't really need any introductions. Mr. Landon Hi, Landon. Great to see you as always. You guys deal with this all the time? Yes. Yeah, actually, that was very underwhelming yeah. from what I thought, where I thought he was going to go. You know go. what? This that guy's got cool. a limited time. I just got to get into I, it. I uh, Landon, what's your height and weight? That's usually in Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's introduction, and he left it out. 6'4", 190. There we go. <laughs> yes, there we go. I didn't, I I like didn't want to make up anything. You know, I wanted to hear from the man himself. You're pretty, that's pretty, it's pretty lean for 6'4", Landon. I think you're going to have to tighten up. You're going to have to tighten up that story a little bit, man. guys. <laughs> All right, so LD, great to see you as always. You're heading to Qatar for the World Cup. Let's just get right into it. What What are your hopes and dreams for this particular group of players in a very tough group with Wales, e- England, and Iran? Yeah, uh, I hope that my, my overwhelming hope is that they play carefree. It kind of sounds stupid, but they're all young. And when you're young and you go into a tournament like this, usually you can just play carefree. But because there's no leadership, older players or not many on the team. I don't want Christian and Weston and Tyler to feel this like pressure to perform. I think they will just play much better if they're carefree. Let guys like Tim Ream and Yedlin 
Roldan, like just calm them down behind the scenes and then just let them go play. Cause when they do, they're so electric and, and can be really, really good. And when you look at this roster, obviously uh, in the end, it seemed like Greg Berhalter went with more experienced players than what I would have expected in terms of, of, yeah. of age or players that have, have represented the national team. What was there anything, was there any omissions that you were shocked about or did you expect in the end for, for them to go to a little bit more of a balance with, with some veteran or, or some, quote-unquote leaders being added to the squad in the end yeah I'd be curious to hear what you guys thought but I I'm you know obviously Pepe was you know Zach Steffen the one guy I thought he might have brought just for if you're up in a game or tying in a game and you need somebody to run and work and grind who's also a great locker room guy who's going to train well every day I thought Ariel would be good in that role Mm -hmm. there's plenty of wingers and attacking guys like that but do you have someone who can just lock down a game at the end and just do all the dirty work. I thought he would have been really good in that role. So that was probably the biggest surprise in that way. I, I was shocked uh, that he wasn't a part of it just because he's been a part of the process the whole way through. But I'm curious, now that you've been a manager for some time now, looking at this group, what what stands out to you in terms of tactics and formations? Do you think it's the right setup with this young group and there's not really a, a true nine yet that's developed? Mm-hmm. Would you play with the false nine? Would you, you know, go with Ferrer? Would you go with with Sargent? You know, what, what is your take on on that nine spot and then just the tactics that this group has been playing with? Probably depends on the game, right? I mean, if you can make the case, you just get your best players on the field. I mean, you could play any of them. You could play Christian as a false. You could play Geo there. You could play, you could play oh, yeah. Brandon in there. You could play mm-hmm. Waya there. I mean, it's it. It would look a little unconventional, but it probably depends on what the game looks like. If you have a ton of the ball and you're just pummeling a team in there, and I think Wales are a team that probably just drop off and be content to to sit in. Maybe you want someone on the field who can get in front of the goal and score goals like like Ferreira, like Sargent. But, you know, if you're sitting and you're in for long stretches like against England and you, you need to get out of pressure and break pressure and counter, maybe just get some horses on the field who can run and just, you know, let Christian go run and Gio go run. So, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how Greg puts it all together. The interesting thing about this roster, too, is when there's 23 guys on a roster, there's always – I don't know, two or three guys you probably don't expect to play. Now there's 26. So there's probably four, five, six, seven guys who will literally never touch the field. And I talked to someone in U.S. soccer last week and he said, you know, we made decisions on this roster or, you know, from he was aware of the decisions on the roster, knowing that four or five of these guys have zero chance of getting on the field. So what did they add to the group to make the group better? I think that'd be really interesting to watch. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. What else is interesting is that I've put my flag in the ground, LD, about a coach only being a coach for the team for one World Cup cycle. We've seen with Bob, it doesn't work in the second go-around with Jurgen. And and I know Bruce had a second go-around. I was a beneficiary of that. But but I just feel like one and done is the way it should go. So I'm just, you know, knowing as uh Charlie correctly stated that you're you're coaching San Diego Loyal and doing well. Are you really just biding your time to take over the team so you can be the coach for 2026? Because that would be a hell of a time to be a World Cup coach. Also, <laughs> I should add that you have more combined goals and assists than any other player in American soccer history on the male side of things. And so, I mean, that would be pretty sweet. What Are is, you? Uh, I'm just, what does I'm that just, have to do with being a good coach? I just think I just think it gives you some 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 uh, some. Uh, 
Credibility. If you were just some random guy, would you have gotten the job at, at San Diego as it was? You you came exactly. with a nice Thank little you. book yes. of business. Thank you. you came with a nice book of business, you know, Thank to look at. You. But you know I'm just I'm just planting that seed for everybody. What, what do you what do you uh what do you say to that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope we smash this World Cup and Greg wants to do it again and then they smash it in 26. So all right, all right. So you're thinking over in 30. He's thinking over in 30. 2030 is Landon Donovan time. I'm thinking more like 2068 when it comes back to the <laughs> I, I feel like you're ready for that next step in just major league soccer. It, it, if if a, the right possibility comes comes on yeah, your, across your table. Yeah, maybe. Landon, for you, for for you as a player transitioning into the, into the coaching side of things, um, how big of a challenge has that been for you to have that coach's perspective? Right, we're talking about Greg Berhalter. We see a number of former national team players, non-national team players, become coaches after playing. I mean, how big of a challenge is that on, on a daily basis to sort of separate yourself from the player while staying connected, knowing that you were once that that guy, but you also have to make tough decisions that perhaps maybe you didn't know were happening when you were playing. Yeah, that's right. So what it does, I mean, you guys were all in the locker room like I was on that side of it. And you see things through like one very narrow lens. Now you see it through the context of everything that goes on. So it's it's it just gives you more perspective, but then ultimately just more compassion. Because when, you know, when Jurgen didn't take me in 2014, when any of us were not picked for a team or picked for a game, you're kind of feeling it in your own way, but then seeing it through how a coach deals with that and how difficult that is too, has given me a lot of perspective. So you go from worrying about yourself, and maybe like one of your teammates or whatever, to worrying about 25 different guys. And that's that's certainly challenging, but I like it. I think it's a lot of fun. Hey, I'm still bitter by the way that Jurgen didn't take you. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> put your flag in the ground there too. I, I, <laughs> it's firmly in the ground. I still don't I'm still not buying what he's selling about anything he has to say about that. But well I was trying to get him there with shock omissions, but he he didn't go there on his own. So I had to leave it alone, you know. <laughs> with Christian Pulisic being the player that with I think the most expectations, the probably the highest ceiling when he's playing at his best. And you have always been a player that delivers when the when when the time is needed. Like you stepped up. Christian going into this World Cup, not playing with his club team. A lot of people say, oh, he's not in form, he's not confident, he has struggled with the US because he put so much expectations on him. What would you suggest to him to be at his best, to, to see that difference for him to fulfill that potential, given that you're able to deliver at the biggest stage? Yeah. So that you know that doesn't come through one conversation um that took me years and years of therapy literally to just get to a place so just running through my history in 02 i come on as a 20 year old and carefree can just play have fun whatever 06 i really did feel those expectations and i had a terrible world cup and i and took me a long time after that through therapy to really understand why i played that way how to deal with those pressures and then in 2010, I was able to play again, just carefree, like I was 20 again. So it takes time to understand those things about yourself. That's why I just said, I hope Christian can just, you can't wish it and make it happen. But I hope for his sake, he just plays carefree because he's so good. He's so fun to watch. And he could literally light up the tournament. I mean, he's at his best. He can be one of the best players in the tournament. And, and that's what I hope for him.
Of course, the World Cup that I play in is the one that you weren't carefree. I thought maybe being your teammate was going to get you there, but it's it's all good. Uh, all right, all right. It was definitely Landon's fault. No. It, was, it was Landon's fault, Jimmy. No, no, no. no. Let's be honest. I'm just kidding. I'm giving you a hard time. Okay, so I just heard that you swiped right on a new relationship with Auto Auto Trader, and so I want to know a little bit more about what you're doing with them because uh, we're all trying to guess how many car dealerships you have over here, and, and if you're the king of the Inland Empire, what's what's happening with Auto Trader? First of all, is swipe right. I don't do those things. Is that good or bad? That's good. That's a good thing. You're swiping you're right. You really right. like what auto trade. Yeah, you're committing to it. You know, you're, you're, you're taking a chance. You're taking you're a taking chance. <laughs> all right. So here's what happened. I needed help selling our 2008. Well, it was my wife's parents' 2008 BMW, but it was sitting in our garage. And I said, babe, before I leave, I need to get this out of the house. So our friends at Auto Trader said, sure, we'll help you out. She went on and sold it. And then an hour later, she came back with like 15 options of new cars we needed, which we don't need a new car. That's <laughs> the problem when you go on a website like Auto Trader, all of a sudden you're trying to buy stuff you don't need. So my hope is when I get back from Qatar, we don't have a new car. Um, if we do, it's your fault, Jimmy. I'm putting that back. <laughs> oh, man, that's a lot of responsibility over here. Well, don't mess it up. That's fair. <laughs> Hey, Lennon, I got, a, I got a question for you just in terms of, you know, the, the, we just mentioned Christian Pulisic. And obviously, there was a lot of pressure on you because you were the guy. Obviously, we had uh, DeMarcus Beasley coming up at the same time. Uh, but you were the guy. And I feel like this group now, while very young, ha has a number of, of players that can help to alleviate some of those pressures in terms of quality and talent and, and where the opportunities come, could come from. Now, we haven't seen that production necessarily in front of the goal. Uh, but do you feel... Like we are going into a generation where uh, a player like you had you played with this group might have had less pressure or felt less pressure. Or do you still think because of the fact that you came up at the age that you did with all the sort of pressure on your shoulders that you sort of carry that for your whole career? Yeah, but it's all relative, right? Because we talk about pressure. I mean, when we were all playing, if you had a bad game, like it showed up in the newspaper the next morning or whatever. But now, within seconds, you miss a chance, and there's like 10,000 people telling you how terrible you are. Yeah, right? people say PFOC didn't make the World Cup because he missed a chance against Mexico. Right. And that, you know, it's, I mean, that's just, that's Charlie, the reality. Charlie said that, by the way. Charlie said that. What do you know about <laughs> Russia? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the world these guys live in, right? So that is, you know, ultimately, we're human beings. And if your peers are not accepting of something you did, you're going to feel that, right? So, like, if, if you make a mistake and social media is blowing up with all the mistakes you made, I, I hate it. I hate it for players these days, but I think they get it. They know it's, it's not real, but it feels real. You know, we're all human and we feel those things. So I just hope they can, I'll say it again and over and over. I hope they can just let all that go. Kind of just take it on as a, as a group, you know, it's not Weston putting it on his shoulders. It's not Christian putting it on his, his shoulders. I think a guy who can really, really help with that is Brendan Aronson. He's playing, he's playing insane right now. And just let him just go play and play freely and maybe score a goal or two and get a result and then just let things calm down and let them be carefree. If they do succeed and, and get through uh, the group stage to get out in the knockout rounds, who, who's the, the player or the players that have helped them get through? If, if you say yeah. this is a picture-perfect way for them to get through, how is it done? Well, we have to defend well. I mean, that's, you know, that's going to be the challenge. I think we're good enough to score goals all over the field. You know, there's players all over the field who can score. But we got to defend well. So Walker Zimmerman has to be 
really good. Matt Turner is going to have to be really good. But the guy who really, really makes this team go is Weston. When they're at their best, I mean, Christian, of course, Brendan in the way he's playing. But when Weston is at his peak, um, he's unstoppable and he's unplayable. And, you know, I've been critical of him in the past for some of his decisions off the field. But that's why, because he's so valuable to this team. And I think if he's at his best, we can be really good. So, Landon, I have a going back to what you said before about being carefree. How much do you think? I know the bigger onus of it is on the player, right? The individual. But how much influence now that you're a coach do you think the coach has, Greg Berhalter, in getting his team yeah, in lot. that in that headspace? And 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 what's interesting when I look at the three opponents, I actually think we're going to play our best against England because they are so heavily favored in every game that they're going to play and that we can play carefree walking into that. But when I look at Wales and Iran, there's a lot of expectation, especially from casual fans that are always tuning in once every four years, that we should walk over those teams, you know? And and I think the players can feel that as well. Yeah, the, yeah, you guys know. Wales, is that's not an easy game. <laughs> it's not like... No, right. You know, we thought uh, Slovenia was going to be an easy game. That's not or easy Algeria. Game. Or <laughs> Algeria, right. Uh, we could have lost that game easily. So none of these games are easy. It doesn't happen that way. So, yeah, you might be right, Jimmy. I mean, maybe the England game is when we play our best. Um, but I find it hard to believe that a group of 22, 23-year-olds playing in their first World Cup aren't going to be so at it against Wales. I mean, they are going to be so fired up, right? Um, I I don't... I don't know how they how they wouldn't show up ready to play. Now, to your point about how much does a coach influence, I think a lot. And and Greg has, a, I think, a really good way with the guys. Just watching them react on the video when, when Greg told them that they were going to the World Cup and the way they view him and see him, I think he's done a remarkable job with, with a group of young guys, and I think they'll be ready. I, I don't have any question about that. And if, for you personally, Landon, do you – because I, I, I struggled with this for a, for a long time after not playing. I, actually, when I retired, I hadn't been in the national team for quite a few years, but it took me a long time to want to watch the national team. I could go to club games. I could go to anywhere. But do you still feel a little bit when the national team is playing? Do you still feel something? You know, you, you do broadcasts. You do all kinds of things. You coach. But do you still find it hard at times uh, to just sort of uh, sit back and enjoy a national team game? Uh, yeah, I find it hard to just sit back and enjoy because I'm stressed watching. Um, when you're watching qualifiers, it's really stressful. I was really stressed out with a young group after what happened in 2018. You know, I didn't, I wasn't convinced that we were going to, we started qualifying pretty poorly, if you remember. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't convinced we were going to get out of it. So I'm excited to go watch a World Cup as a fan, but I think the U.S. games are going to give me, cause me a lot of stress. I'm with you. Uh, every game yeah. I'm stressed. There's, there's never a comfortable feeling. No. Um, give me your starting 11 for Wales. Oh, boy. For Wales or against Wales? <laughs> against Wales. I would love for you to go yeah. into the Wales 11. That would be so great. <laughs> well, Kiefer Moore, Dan James just scored on the is, weekend. Is Garrett Bale starting against the U.S.? Mm. All right, let's go through it. Okay. Well, you're going to make Charlie mad just before you start because he's got Brendan Aronson coming off like third off the bench. So no, just, not <laughs> Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's All right, Matt I don't Turner. Know. Okay, Matt Turner. Left to right, uh, Jedi, Tim Ream. Mm-hmm. Surprise pick there. Walker. No, we're all on the same page. We're all on the same page. Walker. Dest. Yedlini. Over Dest? Wow. I, just worry about, I worry about him defensively sometimes. Wow. Like if Dan James is out there. 
Okay. You, said, you, want, ball, you know what? I like you, it. You want my 11 or Heath? Yeah. No, we want yeah, your guys, 11. Leave him alone. Let, leave the man alone. Let him, let him give us the last comments. Jimmy's trying to pick you apart already. God. I was just saying. All right. Tyler, Weston, Eunice. Um. Christian as a false nine. Okay. Gio and Brendan. Wow. Is that I like this manager? Plot twist. Is is, is Weston more more six like a six-ish? Is he Ish, more yeah, but he can do it also. He just okay. but he and Tyler, he, Tyler, and Eunice in there are so good together. So good. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. good together. So, I just, no, no, so so let's just say then Weston might not be ready to go for this first game. Uh-huh. Who who let's say he's not. Who would would your lineup your lineup would change? But who would you put in? Would you drop Geo or Brendan centrally, and then maybe bring Team Away in, or what would you do? Maybe play Brendan next to to Tyler. Okay, it's risky. I mean it's a very offensive lineup, but whatever. But he very presses nice. crazy. He presses crazy, oh, and then I know, but that's you know you got to be yeah safe at times too. So. All right. Before we let you go, we appreciate your time, Mr. Landon Donovan. We have a tradition here on the In Soccer We Trust show where we ask all of our special guests, and you're the most special of these special guests, to to give us uh, your best jersey swap throughout your career, and then and then conversely, or in addition, you're the the one the swap that didn't work out, like you went to go get Ronaldinho's or something, and he kind of gave you the finger wag, like the Dikembe Mutombo, like, like now we're not going to swing. Yeah, in the tunnel, tunnel. What do you got for us? Um. All right, take this the right way. I never asked – actually, I shouldn't say I never asked anyone for a jersey. If it was a friend or former teammate, I would ask for a jersey. Um, that's why I never asked for any years. <laughs> I, I was just trying to remember. Did he ever ask how, for a jersey? Wait, so how am I supposed to take this? I got the swap in the final at the 2014. I'm, I'm taking uh, those, that the right way. I'm taking it the right way, too. <laughs> um, best – do you guys remember a defender named Lucio? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. No, so, yeah. Never heard of him. Yeah. I got I got his in Chicago. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Old Chicago. Confed's Cup final or what? Would you? Where'd you uh, I think it was a friendly. I think it was a friendly at the Rose Bowl where like I didn't touch the ball for ninety minutes because he just dominated me. <laughs> and I had played with him. Well, not play, I. I played with him at, uh, at Bayern. At Leverkusen and at, oh. and at was he was he uh, by the way was he still a, a you know he was a forward up until the Olympic age when he became a defender he, he was ex- yeah Lucy yeah. was a oh, forward he used yeah. that guy used to take like he would he would win a win a ball win a tackle and he'd just run for like fifty yards through the <laughs> and he, he just couldn't get near him he's yeah. a tank. Well, at least that jersey must fit you because you're six foot four. I traded with I traded actually traded with Lucio in Chicago in the friendly uh, in Chicago, and it literally goes down past my knees. And I'm like, what can I do, can I do with this? Guys, Not everyone can be tall like me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, so Lucio's your joke. best. Okay, what's uh, what's maybe? I guess if you haven't asked for any, you don't have any. Do you get any? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I my hundredth cap was against Messi in Argentina. Jeez, that's like a double flex right there. That's pretty <laughs> I kind of do wish uh, that was kind of a double flex. I kind of do wish I had asked for his jersey. That would have been cool. But, you yeah. know, guys, sometimes, some things you regret in life. No, that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our own baggage with that statement. All right, everybody. Landon Donovan. Thank you so much for joining the In Soccer We Trust podcast. And for everybody listening, we appreciate you. Thank you for all the love and support. And best of luck in Qatar. Calling the games for the World Cup, Mr. Landon Donovan. We appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Safe travels for those that are going to the car. And 
If I come home and my wife bought a car on Auto Trader, it's your fault, Jimmy. I'll take it. I'll take it. For sure. Way to go, Auto Trader.